one of the biggest problems with people creating habits is procrastination, which procrastination becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, if every day you procrastinate, well, you created, you created the habit of procrastinating. So you want to first try to tap on procrastination and be like, notice and identify every time you are procrastinating and stop yourself right there and be like, okay, I'm procrastinating. I need to do something. You got to remember that your brain does not like to do difficult things. Your brain likes to take shortcuts. Your brain likes to identify patterns and save, and it does everything so that it can save energy. So point is, make sure you do your hard things first, then do your easy stuff. That way you will eliminate that sense of procrastination later on throughout the day. You are now tuned in to the Mind Body Podcast, where you will go behind the scenes of how the mind of successful entrepreneurs, experts, and true leaders really works. Here you won't just listen, you will understand the guiding principles to create massive change in any area of your life. And of course, this podcast is hosted by the strong, lovely, with the sexy Jewish accent, Lidor Dayan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mind Body Podcast. I'm your host, Lido Dayan. And in this interview, I had a chance to speak with Dr. Not just a doctor, Dr. Fresco. So for those of you who don't know who is Dr. Fresco, Dr. German Garcia Fresco, he has a PhD in molecular neurobiology. Oh, I said it good. <laughs> At the University of North Carolina, So he is a very, very great expert of what we call the brain. So as you can see, I'm always trying to bring you the best experts in the world and people that really take years and years of experience. And they're not just saying stuff that they think, okay? This is science-based. And this is why I always try to bring people that have 10, 15, 20 years of experience either with a scientifically background or with a lot of life experience. So Dr. Fresco is a very, very smart individual about the brain, how our brain function and how we can create change in our brain and ultimately get to where we want to go in our life. So some of the topics we talked about was about the aspect of brain functioning and how we can make better decision making and how we can take control of our emotions, what is really, really hard for many, many of us because most of us just let emotions control us. So without further ado, let's begin this interview. So welcome Dr. German Garcia Fresco to the Mind Body Podcast. I'm really honored to have a doctor in my podcast. <laughs> well, thank, you, thank you for having me. So uh, it's a... Uh, person that uh, is coming to the podcast I always give him like five minutes to introduce themselves so if you can please sure so Dr. Fresco here I originally from Argentina and I have a PhD in neuroscience I also have a, a BA in organic chemistry I have a BS in molecular biology, I'm a certified nutritionist, and I'm also a certified brain health coach. Um, I've been doing this kind of stuff for over 15 years, 
So I, you know, I'm very passionate about the brain and how it works and everything that has to do with uh, health and and brain fitness. Um, I recently published a book called Train Your Brain for Success. It's now on Amazon, the digital version. I'm waiting for the print copy to come out. It's probably going to be a couple weeks. Um, so if you guys are interested or like what we're talking about here, maybe you can pick up the book and tell me what you think. That's amazing, man. And uh, all the stuff that you just shared, it's take a lot of discipline to, to do all of that, especially to sit down on your ass and like read and do and write. Cause you know, it. how, how long have you been this, doing this? Like 15 years? Yes, 15 years. Yeah, writing the book was not an easy task. It's funny, I see all these people on, on social media now just saying, you know, I wrote a book or here's my book and I, you know, you get some of these books and it's like these teeny little 20, 30, 50 page books that I'm like, what? that's not a book. You can say it's a little booklet or pamphlet or whatever, but it's not, it doesn't take, you know, I've I once seen a video, a video that of a guy saying how to publish a book in one day. And I'm like, this is preposterous, you know, and then he goes and sells this book. It's like, what kind of information can you gather up? type and format in a book in 24 hours and you know he had millions of views of this video like as as this amazing task and i'm like this is you know that that's a typical to me get rich get uh, quick, quick scheme yeah. Yeah, it's just like oh. we, we live in a world most people try to like okay what's the next sugar high what's like oh uh, 30 yeah. days to get fit and lean in six uh, percent body fat from a uh, 30 percent body fat most people yeah. don't understand the real stuff what she is like stuff it, it takes time right everything oh, that's worse 100 it takes time it's uh you know it took me it took me years you could say to write the book but of course it was years that, you know i write a little chapter here and a little chapter there and then when i really focused and i said okay i need to finish this book it took me about uh five six months to be honest mm. to you know really focusing and saying okay here's i'm gonna write this chapter boom i'm gonna write the next chapter boom uh, obviously i wasn't writing all day because i have a million other things to do i own other companies as well so i can't just dedicate all my day to writing like maybe a writer a writer might be able to pull off a book in two weeks right but mm -hmm. this is a person that dedicates their life to writing that's not me then of course i have to i'm a foreigner so i'm not going to judge my english writing skills as you know excellent so after i wrote the book i hired a two editors two people different ones so that I send my book so they can edit it, format it, right, make it, not, not even the format, it, just editing, making sure I didn't make any gra grammatical mistakes, you know, that I used the right words. Um, and then once I had that copy proof back with me, then I had to hire a person that formats the book for printing, for Kindle, for it. So it's been, it's a process. So it's like this one day printing doesn't really cut it you know just the guy that formatted my book all he had to do is make my book look nice and format it for the book uh, for the press mm -hmm. for the printing press took him like three four days yes so it, it takes time and now i'm actually getting the audio version done not by me you know i have an accent so i hired again another person that speaks very fluent perfect nice english 
and he's doing all the recordings and hopefully in a week or two that will be available too on audible so i actually don't see any accent like if somebody have accent between two of us it's me not you <laughs> but uh, yeah well for some foreigners think that i don't have accents but uh, when americans hear me they're uh, like hey, i can detect a slight accent here uh, so but I, i do and again my english is not perfect my wording my writing is not you know mm-hmm. i can write obviously and i've written many articles that have been published but those were scientific articles they are written in a different way than a book for you know for the reader so it had to make sense so there's i there's no problem i i recommend you know since we're on the book topic i highly recommend anybody that's doing anything you know that's trying to publish a book get people to read your book make sure it's right make sure there's no mistakes yesterday i was reading a book and i found two spelling mistakes on the first two chapters which i'm like that's kind of uh embarrassing you know yeah. now i mine might have I might have missed it, and the two editors might have missed a, a spelling mistake. It might be there, but I'm saying if in the first chapter I already find two spelling mistakes on a book, that's a problem. That means nobody edited that book. So, so you know, if, if I take you, for example, back a little bit, like ten uh, years before, like, before you got all this discipline to like put yourself and like read and all of that, like what? Because you're very science based. What do you think is uh, certain parents most people need to? to do like in a daily uh, ways in order to create better habits for example better habits in their health in their career so well habits i mean there's a million things you can do to to increase your habits uh number one you know one of the biggest problems with people creating habits is procrastination which procrastination becomes a habit mm-hmm. if you think about it if every day you procrastinate Well, you created, you created the habit of procrastinating. So you want to first try to tap on procrastination and be like, notice and identify every time you are procrastinating and stop yourself right there and be like, okay, I'm procrastinating. I need to do something. The problem with procrastination is that a lot of times people are doing things they don't like, they're bored, um, it's too hard, and that creates obviously a very easy uh, template for procrastinating. You got to remember that your brain does not like to do difficult things. Your brain likes to take shortcuts. Your brain likes to identify patterns and save and it does everything so that it can save energy. It's an energy saving machine, you could say, right? So when you're trying to save energy, what happens is it, it tries to take shortcuts and when it's trying to take shortcuts, it's like, oh, if this is too difficult, let's skip that. So for example, You're trying to do two things today, study for your exams or work out really for, for your better health or check email and check email. Those are your two activities of the day, mm-hmm. hypothetically speaking. Well, which one's easier, sitting down on a computer and checking email or working out hard or yeah. studying for your exam? Well, checking email. So you go, hey, I got two things to do. Oh, I'm going to start with my email. So you're... Your brain tricks you to thinking, hey, you're accomplishing something, you're checking your email, you're doing a task you were supposed to do, but then you leave behind the harder one. And then as the day goes by, so let's say now you have 10 tasks to do throughout the day, and then these 10 tasks, you know, from hardest to easiest, you start with the easiest. By the time you get towards the afternoon, you're now tired. Your brain is like, well, I'm exhausted. I already, but I accomplished five tasks. So you... 
trick your brain to think you've accomplished something because you accomplished half of the task. But you know what? You left the five hard ones at the end that you didn't do. Now the next day comes back. So you still have those five hard ones to do. And now you have five new ones, which out of those five new ones, let's say two are hard again. And now you start again on the easy ones. And then you never get to finish your hard task. So one of the tips I give you for um, productivity so that you can motivate yourself to do stuff is start with the hard things first. There is a sense of accomplishment when you do something hard. So if you say, okay, to this morning, like I know you love working out. You have an amazing uh, body. I've seen your pictures on Instagram and Facebook, and it's like I'm I'm envious of you. You can say, you know, I mm-hmm. I haven't been able to accomplish a body similar to that since I was in my 20s when I was a gymnast. But to me, it's hard. It's something that I tend to procrastinate. Why? Because I don't enjoy. I don't love working out. There's something about working out that it's 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 painful, right? For my body, for my brain, it's it's like it it signifies pain. So what I try to do is I try to do it early in the morning. Why? Because then I'm like, okay, I got it out of my system. I worked out. I'm done. I don't have to do it again. Mm-hmm. Versus if I wait till the end of the night, then you have the that's like, oh, it's already too late, and I'm kind of tired, and I've been doing all these things, and I'll do it tomorrow. So point is, make sure you do your hard things first, then do your easy stuff. That way you will eliminate that sense of procrastination later on throughout the day. Okay. And like I said, there's tons of things you can do to avoid procrastination, to avoid or to increase the uh, amount of, uh, of things you can do throughout the day so that you can motivate yourself to do things. Another thing is you can divide things in smaller goals. See, what, one of the biggest problems people have is they have a big task. One of my big tasks every year, and I talk about this example all the time, which is doing your taxes, right? So I have to do my taxes. I have several companies and I have personal tax and I have to get all this stuff together. If I decide a week before taxes due, I need to do my taxes for the year, it's such an overwhelming project that I end up just procrastinating and not doing it. And then I have to file for extensions and then I have to pay penalties and and interest rates, and it's happened to me more than once. So what I started doing a few years ago, I said, okay, now I'm gonna divide it into small little goals. So every month, I do my taxes for that month. So I say, okay, I'm gonna do January, then I'm gonna do February, and by the time I reach the end of the year, I have most of my pieces done for me, and all I have to do is just add up all the numbers and give them to my accountant, so I'm done. So the point is, make sure you do small goals if your goal is to exercise you want to you know be buffed up and you know don't work out three hours the first day when you start because it's it's you're not going to achieve it you're going to be exhausted it's going to hurt and it's going to discourage you so say hey i'm going to start working out even if it's 20 or 10 minutes a day especially if you're older right you're older you're like hey i'm going to work 15 minutes a day today and then i'm going to increase the intensity then i'm going to increase the time set your small goals so that they're achievable. There is a brain thing happening here too. When you set small goals versus uh, big goals, every time you achieve a goal, your brain reacts in a positive way and it releases dopamine and releases all these good chemicals that 
give you that sense of, oh, I've done something. And it gets you encouraged to do the next uh, set of goals. Mm-hmm. And so there's this loop of like, oh, I've done it. I'm happy. I'm going to do the next one. I'm happy. I'm going to do the next one. I'm happy. Versus if I do a big goal, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I can't do this. And it, sorry, releases all these chemicals of stress. It's like, oh, this is too hard for me. I can't do it. But, you know, and then you don't achieve your, your big goal. So divide all the goals into smaller pieces so that they're attainable. It's just like uh, Charles Dogen said in his book, The Power of Habits, you got to find your cues, right? The cue, then there is the routine that you're doing, and then there is reward. So at the end of the day, what you're saying is like, we got to manage our pain and pleasure principle. Like you said, like you, uh, you in your brain link more pain to walking out than pleasure. Like for me, it's more pleasure, right? So how do we condition our brain to think to, okay, for example, I want to make more money or I want to do this or walking out, but still I, I understand intellectually that, okay, that, uh, that means pleasure to me, but I still feel conditioned, my body conditioned to feel pain. So how do we switch that pain and uh, pleasure? Yeah, 100%. Yes, that's, and and like I said, there's tons of little techniques that you can do. Uh, On my book, I cover this, a lot of the stuff that you can do to increase your your habits and and decrease your procrastination, um, which all ultimately leads to a better decision making. You know, it's, 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 it's your decisions. It's the decisions you make on a daily basis that dictate what you do and who you are. Mm-hmm. So, and most of us just uh, generalize it, right? It's like we think it's out of our control. It's not me. It's this or that or that. Uh, so, uh, I, I, like me and myself, like sometimes you are aware of certain stuff that's not good for you, not serve others, and not good for the greater good, but you still do it. So. Yeah. I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, the only way to switch it is like to commit yourself to outsource like more people, to, to always put yourself and schedule stuff so you can have a better routine. Oh, yes. Uh, little, you know, other little tips is obviously try to, get, try to schedule things around you. Try to organize things around you. Um, having a schedule obviously gives you a, a, a frame of direction of work. You know, I try to set up everything you want to do the day before if you can at night when you're done you're exhausted it's okay what do i have to do tomorrow i have all these things to do in the morning you have a kind of like a a plan it's kind of like a little meal plan you know of this is what i have to do and then i'm going to do this and then i'm going to do this and then i'm going to do this and then you start crossing them out and it, it gives you that feeling of great i've done i've done good stuff today and i'm going to keep going and it keeps you going so yes definitely checklist lists um scheduling timers give yourself breaks you know if you are working all day without taking breaks well your brain gets tired and it goes i don't want to do this anymore because last time you did it you starved me you i was tired i was bored take breaks so if you have to do your taxes you know work for 45 minutes then take a five ten minute break and then come back at it um that reward will motivate you to keep going Mm-hmm. I, I do that a lot. When I have to do stuff that I don't like, I just basically start doing it. And then I'm like, okay, I've done enough. I'm going to do some, something fun. Maybe watch something, some YouTube video or my feed on Facebook or something. Something that entertains me for a few minutes or go eat something mm-hmm. um, and then come back right at it. You know? So, yes. 
So another subject I wanted to talk to you about is the brain because you're very, you, you got like 15 years of experience about the brain and you really got deep and into depth into it. And I want to uh, ask you a little bit about uh, human behaviors, beliefs we have because most of us either we do or don't do something no matter how many people are going to listen to a podcast or go to a seminar or do all this workshop the the still the main key that's going to determine if they're going to do something or not is their inner belief if they really believe they're going to do something right so how do we actually switch beliefs your belief system yes well first of all you have to understand who you are to understand, you know. Now, when you talk about beliefs, you you mean spiritual beliefs or limiting beliefs? beliefs. Kind of beliefs? Limiting beliefs that control you. For example, people that oh, have limiting beliefs about their this. body or uh, their money or uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's a so that's a more like a mindset. There's a great book uh, called Mindsets from Carol Dweck, highly recommended, mm-hmm. and it talks about how some people have fixed and some people have growth mindsets. You want to be on the growth mindset. You want to be a person that is always thinking positively. You know, you want to be the person that says, this glass is half full, not half empty, right? And the way these the mindsets work is, so basically people with fixed mindsets are the ones that believe that, oh, they, you know, Messi is the greatest soccer player because he was born with the abilities. And which is not true. Messi was born with leg problems. They thought he couldn't even walk. And today he's the best soccer player in the world. So people with fixed mindsets blame others when they fail. So it's like, uh, oh, I failed my math exam because my teacher sucks. People with fixed uh, mindsets always um, are negative and they quit quick. So it's like they start a, a problem and they're like, oh, I can't figure it out. I'm done. I don't want to do it. So you want to get out of that mindset into the growth mindset, which is like, I know it's not, I'm not born with an ability. I know I can develop it. I know I failed this exam. It was probably my fault because I didn't study hard enough or because I didn't do this or because I was whatever, but they know they can do better. When they fail, they know they understand that it's, it's a learning thing too. It's kind of like Thomas Edison. He tried thousands of, trials until he got the right light bulb very famous story and when they ask him it's like why aren't you tired of just trying you know failing and failing and thomas edison goes and says i've never failed and they're like what do you mean you never failed you you've done thousands of trials until you got the one light bulb he's like no i never failed because i've learned thousands of ways how not to create a light bulb so inevitably the one that worked was it, you know, it's like, so that, that type of mindset, which is like, I'm not failing, I'm learning things that don't work, so I don't do them again. It's a very growth mindset type. And every successful person you'll meet has a growth mindset. And do you so, believe uh, that there is a thing with the subconscious as well? Because many people are aware of what you're saying and it makes sense. But the subconscious mind still telling them, no, you're not good enough. You need to be fat. You need to, to not make more than 20,000 a year. Yeah, well, the thing is, they block the, you know, people that think that way. That's why they're called fixed mindsets. They still believe it. it. It goes down into your own beliefs. It's like, do you truly believe you can never do this? then you will never do it. 
if if you truly believe you can get out of it, you will. And now, I'm not a big believer of, you know, all you have to do is praise and say that you can do it and you'll do it because it doesn't work that way. And, and what happens a lot of times is that people get into that mode and then they fail and they're like, but I'm doing everything all these motivational speakers are telling me to do. I'm, I'm working hard. I'm doing it. I'm thinking positively and it still doesn't work for me. Well, it doesn't just take that. It, it takes lots of stuff. Knowledge, for example, is something that, you know, thankfully now it's being promoted a lot more. Like my, my one of my best friends and, and business partner, Ty Lopez, is one of the pioneers promoting you know, knowledge and, yeah. and learning things. You'll never get out. It's like how you're going to make more money. For example, how to get it. You're making twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year by you're working hard. You're you're thinking positively. But if you don't learn more about your trades or learn more about what you can do, learn more about the company you're working in, you're never going to go to the next step because you're limited. Your knowledge is limited. So, I, I believe. You know, they, they have that saying that says uh, knowledge is power and potential power, no? Yeah, and then mm -hmm. knowledge, you know, to 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 earn more, you need to learn more. Mm -hmm. I truly believe in that. There's uh, a a huge correlation between people that make a lot of money and the amount of knowledge they have. And then think about it. Think of just a corporate America. Who starts going up the ladders? Yeah, some people might say, oh, the guy that kissed the, the, the owner's butt or whatever. But in general, for all corporate America, it's like the more experience, which means the more knowledge you're gaining, the more likely you're going to grow up on that ladder and mm -hmm. you're going to get a higher salary. Even if you go to the most basic levels, you start at McDonald's cleaning tables, and then eventually as you learn, you get better. You, you might become a cook, then you might become a cashier, then you might become a manager, then you become a regional manager. All that is knowledge. And I don't mean knowledge by grabbing a book and, and learning. I mean knowledge is also experience, right? When you gain experience from doing something over and over, you're, you're gaining that knowledge. You're getting better at that. And then going on top of that and saying, I'm going to learn the next step and the next step. And, you know, I never stop learning. I'm constantly <coughs> – excuse me. I've been sick, so I have this cough. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I never stop learning. I, every week for the last, for, from not the last, for forever, since I can remember, since I've been in school, I learn something new. I read a different book or different chapters on different books. I'm looking at online seminars. I'm looking at TED Talks, anything that can help jump, you know, my knowledge of things. It's like, You, you don't – like you, for example, you are very knowledgeable about exercising and working out most likely a lot more than I am. And that's because you've been training yourself. You study. You're like, oh, this is how do I reduce my fat? And you read about reducing fat and all the techniques and you go to scientific articles and it's like, oh, this is how they do it. This is how the professional. This is how it's recommended. You keep learning and learning. And that's what people need to do. If they want to get out of that, you know – whole of I'm not making a lot of money, I'm not learning more, I'm not doing things effectively. You gotta get out there and, and train yourself to teach yourself and learn. Find mentors. Mm -hmm. One of 
Ty's first principles is find yourself a mentor. I've always had mentors. The easiest mentors are obviously books or videos online or conferences. Those are the easiest mentors. But if you can afford hiring somebody like you, for example, I, if I want to do get better at working out and, and increasing my, my physical appearance, I would hire somebody like you. I'd be like, hey, I need you to come and tell me exactly what you did and help me out and teach me so I can get a body like yours. Mm -hmm. it, it just makes sense. So all these people that are stuck all the time <coughs> are because they decide to be stuck. They are thinking, I can't do better than this. They're not doing the, the, the basic things of going out, learning, teaching themselves, finding mentors, getting advice, reading from the right sources. That's another big problem too, by the way. A lot of people read things from blogs. And yeah, a blog might be true, but might not be true. You gotta go to the real sources. It's like, okay, I read this blog that said, I gotta do this, this, and this to lose muscle fat. Where are the, where are the sources of this? Oh, at the bottom I see some links to some scientific articles. I'm gonna go, go read those scientific articles and see if this person interpreted that information correctly. Or at the bottom of the blog, there's no references, so it's like, Okay, take it with a grain of salt and say, this could be true. Now go and do your research and find. A lot of people get stuck on these, you know, get rich quick schemes because they don't do the research. They, they hear a, a very compelling, persuasive video of how to make money. I mean, I get, there's tons of people that can sit there and talk to you about how to make money and get you all excited. I was like, yeah, I can do that too. It's like, would you like to make $10,000 in the next 10 days? Well, this is what you got to do, blah, blah, blah. You got to buy my little book and I'm going to show you exactly how to do it. And they buy the book and it's crap. It's like, find out who that person is. What's their track record? Have they really made money? Where are they getting their information? You, you just have to, because what happens is you buy this course, the next, the next, the next. Then now you feel you're the failure because you've done all these things and none of them work. Well, what if they didn't work because they're just not good products? They're not good courses. They're not good mentors. Mm -hmm. So you've got to do your research. you got to find out who it's, is right out there. There's so many. Like combination. I see now so many 50, I mean, uh, 19, 18, 20-year-old uh, experts. I'm like, how are you an expert? How are you 18 years old and are an expert on making money? Yeah, you've probably made money and you could probably teach me a couple of tricks that you've done that luckily work for you but you're not an expert that the expertise comes with thousands of hours of work you know the 10,000 hour rule have you heard of it yes of course <clears throat> so the 10,000 you know what I believe you are an exercise how long you've been exercising for since I was 14 and, and you 27 27 <laughs> yes so are you an years. expert at exercise absolutely and I don't need anything but looking at your physique and I'm like okay this guy knows how to treat his body, how to work out to get to where he is. Would you take lessons or would you take dietary advice from a person that's overweight? Probably not. Be like, well, what are you teaching me? Yes. <laughs> it's like, uh -huh. you're, you're overweight, you're not fit. You can't be teaching me how to be fit. Yes. I mean, maybe you have the knowledge, you can, but it doesn't make sense. So you gotta be an expert. You know, I, would, I listen to experts. I would listen to you because you have 13 years of experience working out versus a 18 year old kid that started working out last year and you know at 18 it's very easy to have an amazing body mm -hmm. right 
No, I want to listen to the 40 or 30 year old guy that's been working out for years and maintaining that physique. And I'm like, okay, that's what I want to listen to. Yeah, what I want people to understand here is that it's a lot of combination. It's like you're trying to, to have uh, the best cake ever. And you have all these combinations that you want to put inside the ingredients, but if you don't put it in the right heat and in the right order, then you're going to get a really, really not very tasty cake. So, okay, you have the mentor, you have this hunger, you need knowledge, you need this, this, this. And if you put it in the right order, then eventually it will get. Because most people like, okay, I will just use this or I use this and they throw everything and they scramble everything. And that's why they, they fail most of the time. And especially like when we look at, for example, if we talk about fat loss, why there is so much obesity around the world? Yeah. It's not that they don't have enough knowledge. Because knowledge is everywhere. All you need to do is Google today, like, how do I uh, lose uh, 20 pounds? Boom, you get a nutrition plan, everything, free. Yeah. But still, I get thousands of people that always texting me the same crap. Uh, I need uh, help with my nutrition. I don't know uh, how to do my meal plan. But I gave everything free in my site, everything. But still, because it's just psychology. So how do you shift? For example, you come from background as well uh, with fat loss and everything. So, what's your, your uh, opinion about it? About? About, uh, okay, people that want to uh, lose fat and everything, but still, like, that mindset is still blocking them. Well, I want to say this. The, the, your weight management is 80% your diet. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not... A lot of people think, oh, if you exercise, you're going to lose weight. No. You're not going to lose weight if you exercise but and have a crappy you know and then you eat mcdonald's every day yes that's not going to happen it's if in fact if people ask me if i had to choose one between exercising and eating healthy i, I would say eat healthy first and then exercise mm -hmm. if you had to choose one obviously you got to do both right it's a, there's thousands of studies that show that both things are beneficial especially if you want to have a good brain when you're older and avoid having dementia or alzheimer's disease you want to exercise mm -hmm. um but if you want to lose weight if you don't want to be obese if you want to have a healthy uh, body you need to start with your food and i guarantee you all those thousands of people that are emailing you telling you how do i do this if i go to their pantry half of the food that's there, I would have to throw in the trash can. Mm -hmm. The truth is, the only real food you can eat, you know, in my book, I have a, a, a plate. You know how the government has this plate where they recommend dairy yes. and protein? Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a modified version. And in my book and in my plate, we talk about, or I talk about, you need a, half of your plate should be vegetables, low glycemic vegetables, you know, low sugar. Mm -hmm. Then about 30% of protein and about 20% of, you can say, uh, medium to high glycemic, you know, like yams and We talk potato. about the average guy, right? Not the people that want to like uh, yeah, uh, gain the, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is not for, this is not a workout, you know, this is for the world. Yes. It's like for anybody that wants to eat it, have a healthier, that's why I say 80% is on the food. Mm -hmm. Of course, if you work out, things change. Mm -hmm. You know, now you don't need, you can't just have... 20 grams of protein you might need you know hundreds of uh, grams of proteins if you're trying to gain muscle and and all that stuff but also the way they work out you know the way you work out affects if you overdo your workout you're not going to burn fat as effectively as you you would years ago people thought working out three four hours was the key today 
we know with science that you know, Fully like if you look at how much a an, an Olympic uh, um, bodybuilder worked out back. You know, an Arnold Schwarzenegger's time. Three to time. four hours, yeah. Now it's like 40 now minutes, 30 like, minutes. Now it's about half they work because they realized it, it, they didn't gain more muscle. They didn't get better by working those extra two hours. Now they understand how things work. So it's the same thing. So if you're working out, obviously things are different. And if you're watching this or, or listening to this, obviously you are the person uh, that can recommend what is the best uh, plans for working out and, and, and uh, exercising to build your body. But as a nutritionist, I can tell you that, you know, if you follow stuff like what I have on my plate, mm-hmm. and I can give you that image so you guys can, you can give it, yeah. offer it in your, your website for people <clears throat> uh, for free. But if, if you do what I'm telling you in the book and you maintain a dietary lifestyle similar to that plate that I recommend. You will lose weight naturally and you will have a healthier body. Then you start working out and you add that workout routines to you know, increase your brain power, to increase your muscle, to increase your energy. You know, Again, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you have to do, you just have to eat. I, I 100% believe you have to work out as well. but if you can or if you decide you want to choose with one because both are hard and i understand you got to think that in today's society if you're a drug addict it's very easy to stay out of drugs you just don't go to the environments where they're offering drugs yes right you don't hang out with people that do drugs you don't go to parties that they have drugs and it's easy you just are away from it Mm -hmm. but is it easy to be away from junk food it is if you decide, if you decide not to have it at your home. But then, like, again, you're like, but I have kids and my kids want chocolate. Why? Well, I will not buy them chocolate? Yeah, yeah and, it's, and it's, it's, it's extremely hard. You, you're bombarded, bombarded by media and advertisement and the people around you are all eating junk food. So it's very hard to control yourself. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I am, you know, you could say addicted to bread. I love bread. It's mm-hmm. like I grew up in Argentina, and every meal we have bread as part of the meal. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you, if you think in, in the Bible, they say that the every day's bread from from Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. right? The, from the it, it's part of the culture. It's you have to have bread. So today, for me, it's very hard to cut the bread. I mean, I I cut it, meaning I, I don't eat bread unless I go out in a restaurant and there's bread, and I but I don't buy it anymore. That's my point. It's like I stop buying it because the only way I'm going to stay away from bread is if it's not in front of me because it's one of my weaknesses, yes. you know, and, and you could say, oh, you have no self-control. Maybe, you know, if I go to a restaurant and there's a little bit of bread, I, I, I want to indulge in it. I, I love eating bread. Again, it's so, down, down, uh, come down to the pain and pr- uh, pleasure principle. Because, <clears throat> for example, if I take you and tell you, okay. From now on, you're gonna move to a one studio with nothing, uh, live uh, with bicycle or whatever. It's not your standard, right? Because you yeah. you you taste what is like on the other side. And the more I, I believe we taste, like for example, my body, I see it as as it is for years. And if, for example, I know that if I'm gonna eat overeat, then I'm going to get fat or my belly is going to go up. I, I will do anything to go to my standard, right? So it's it's a level of standard that you hold yourself into and creating a momentum in your life which you always experience this, which gain you more pleasure and less pain. 
Yes, 100%. So, last before we, we stop, uh, I wanted to, for you to, to talk. I heard you have a great product, it's called Neuro67. I do, actually. I have, I have some right here. Yes. It's, uh, it's right here. Can you see it? Yes. Neuro67. Actually, we have three products. We have Neuro67, we have Omega67, mm-hmm. and we have... I have them all here. It, it's, it looks like I had them for your talk, but I know I have them here because I've been nice. taking pictures of it for, for some ads. Um, so this is an industry yeah. that, you know, like everybody is like protein, da 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 It's a billion com- dollar companies. So what makes uh, Neuro67 so unique and uh, why is it a must in, in people's supplementation, for example? So Neuro67, so what I did, you know, I'm a brain guy, so I'm like, I need to develop a better brain supplement that's out there. I, what I did is I grabbed every single supplement out in the industry, hmm. you know, from the top dogs like on it, you know, Alpha Brain and Qualia and all the, the supplements you can see on brain. I grabbed them all and studied all their ingredients. I said, okay, and I had a list of about 117 ingredients between all the supplements out there and some other supplements that I've, uh, that I've come up with, you know, doing research. Out of all the 117 ingredients, we did an intense study. It took about six months to develop this formula. Uh, and what we did is we said, okay, out of those 117 ingredients, which ones are real, which ones are crap? And pardon my English, but what's what's real what's fake and maybe not fake but that have what's what's real to me it's like what has enough research out in the public domain you know from scientific sources only no blogs i didn't go to blogs i might have gone through mm-hmm. blogs too because i okay in this blog they're mentioning this this and this and science you mean decades of science right yes okay and then what i've done is i grabbed all the, the science behind it and i said okay these ingredients great you know have all this research anything that had less than you know 20 30 articles of research done on them with that showed positive results i discarded i'm like not enough research to back up its science some ingredients out there with some pills have one research article and and some of them published by the same company Mm. i'm like that's very biased it's like you've done one experiment with people using your pills in your laboratory with your results yeah. and I'm like, I don't buy that, you know, uh-huh. it has to be replicated. Now it might be true. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm saying it's not good enough. Yes. Then of course there's a lot of ingredients that interact with each other or that uh, have the same function. So I picked one or the other, you know, uh, sometimes what's easier to harvest or um, which product is, has less side effects, you know, that kind of stuff. And then, <clears throat> so we came out with a total of about 17 ingredients. Um, and then we, we ended up with 10. So we had 17 heavy-duty ingredients that were like, these are the best ingredients out there shown by science, 100%, that have positive effects on the brain. Mm. And, and by positive effects, huh? you said like what's memory, like oh, so yeah, so the, so this this pill is designed. It has a two stage process. It had, there's a cellular and a cognitive process uh, or stage. 
The cellular stage is the one that helps repair any cell damage. It helps rebuild neurotransmitters. It helps. <coughs> sorry. Um, it it uh, increases or decreases some um, enzymes that break down neurotransmitters. So, and then we have the cognitive stage, which is now that you know stuff have been repaired and and stabilized at the cellular level. Now some of the ingredients start acting on your cells to increase your uh, focus, your memory, um, and any all the cognitive functions of your brain. So now it takes, here's another one that I see a lot. It's like people take these things and they're like, they expect to be geniuses the next mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it doesn't, first of all, there is no NZT out there. There is no, um, what was the name of that movie called uh, wow. Limitless? There's no limitless pill that you take it and in 10 minutes you think there will be something like that in the future that you like take it and like okay you read something boom you memorize it No there isn't it doesn't you it, it, it can't work that way it, mm -hmm. our brains don't work that way So the effects of these pills take anywhere between 4 and 8 weeks to start having it's kind of like any supplement you know mm -hmm. would you Would you take vitamins for one day and then be like, great, I'm, I'm good. I've taken all my vitamins But I need. But it's a combination, right? So like you've got to combine it with the right food, the right uh, habits that you're doing daily. Yeah. Now, most of these ingredients, do not, you don't have them in foods. That's why it's a supplement. That's why you take them. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> sorry. But what I'm trying to say, it's like you're not going to see this like – You you're gonna get an effect on your brain 100% and it's not gonna be 100 your memory is not gonna increase by 100% the studies have shown the best studies on any drug or, or natural drug you could say that yeah. affects memory Has an increase of maybe 20% but that 20% is a lot yeah. if you think about it if now you can think you can remember 20% more what you normally remember it's a lot imagine you read a book and you have 10 things you have to remember And you normally remember six. Well, now you're going to remember like eight, right? So it's it. There's subtle differences that you're going to find in your brain, but it's not, you know. I, and I always tell people I, the reason why I mention this because I've had people order it, and then three weeks later they're like, or, or two weeks later they're like, oh, I don't see any effects. I want my money back. And well, of course we give them. We have money back guarantee. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, and I write to them and I say, you know. It says right there, you have to wait six to eight weeks for it to affect you. But it's, like, it's not going to be a super, you know, yeah. here's visual, right? This All of those of like, you who are taking fish oil. Do uh, you notice any difference throughout the, your life when you take fish oil? No. You know that the stuff is, is working because it's working. When you do a meal replacement and you take a protein shake, do you feel that it's building protein in your body? No, you don't feel it. You don't know if it's building the protein. You just believe it because the science tells you. Just, uh, and that's what I'm here for. Most of these brands have nobody backing them up. Uh -huh. You know, there's this guy that has a white label. They call a company and say, hey, I want to create a brain pill. Do you have anything in stock? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's put this name on it, slap a label on it. It's and like then they bullshit sell. fat burners, all these fat, fat burners, like... People think they, oh, they, they can build, mm, now I'm going to lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't work that way. Yes. Then we have Omega. 
Now, when you buy an Omega, you don't have to buy mine, but when you buy an Omega, you have to understand that the two important Omega fatty acids are EPA EDMA, and EDMA, right? EDA, EDMA, EDMA, what was it? EPA, EPA, and DHA. Yes, um, EPA and DHA. And then the rest don't matter. So if you see a pill that says 2,000 milligrams of uh, 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 Omega-3 fatty acids, and then they tell you that... 200 milligrams are EPA and 200 milligrams are DHA. Well, you're only having really 400 milligrams. Don't believe the 2,000. See, my pill has 2,000 milligrams of fatty acids, but only 1,200 are the ones that are useful. But 1,200 is real high. And yeah, what's important, too, is that EPA is the one that you want to have in wow. higher doses. EPA is the one that benefits you the most. How much you have there? I have 800 milligrams That's of EPA and 400 of DHA. Yeah. Most, so you might go to the, the supermarket is 100. And shopping by price <laughs> yes. and you're making a mistake because, yeah, the one that's $10 might only have 200 milligrams of EPA. You yeah. want to have higher doses of EPA. Just because it says omega-3 fatty acids doesn't mean it has everything you need. So how do you know uh, according to your weight? No, you, it, it's not really... Uh, a weight thing it's because 800 for example can be the same for the, the the guy that's weight 200 or 150 or 100 yeah because this is all this are this is all for the brain mm -hmm. so and your brain size and mass is pretty consistent you know and the fish oil as well to human huh the fish oil yeah the fish so you want it this this is to go to your brain so it's not really you, it's not a weight thing because it's not going on your body. So if you have a bigger body, you need more than you because yeah. your brain, body, your brain size for one to five percent for mine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's that shouldn't really affect anything by awesome. weight. Um, and then the third product is Lean Sixty Seven. Now this is a meal replacement. It's not. It's a protein shake because it has protein, but it's more. Uh, thought for uh, replacing a meal. <clears throat> so for the, those of you who are trying to lose weight, it's not a weight loss product. But if you replace your pizza slice you have at lunch outside your work, right, every every day from Monday to Friday because you don't have time to, to cook yourself a good meal and then you just end up eating a burrito or a pizza slice, well, this is – it has all the nutrients you need for a meal and it has a lot less calories than pizza so uh, how much in one serving so this one has 140 calories uh -huh. um, if you do it with water i like to do mine with milk or almond milk which adds another yeah, like 40 50 good. calories <laughs> and if, if for those of you who want to have like let's say if a four or five hundred calorie meal then maybe you can add some bananas some fruits in it mm -hmm. and, and, and juice it up but the cool thing is i mean this has 35 ingredients it has a, it's it's almost. If you take this, you probably don't even need a multivitamin either, because it has all the vitamins. You know, it has A, C, D, E, K, B six, B twelve. It's a whey protein. Huh? Whey. So this no, this is a. So the other cool thing about this is that it's hundred percent organic, vegan. Uh -huh. So it's hemp, and hemp, pea, and 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 bean proteins, nice. and it's uh. So we made it so that anybody could take it. And anybody the amino that... acid is still high? The what? Amino acids, leucine. Uh... Yeah, it has all the amino acids. Now, I don't know which 
the leucine no is high? Is it, 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 that design as a protein shake. Huh? Uh, oh, okay, okay, I understand. Yeah, so it's not, you're not going to have this much more leucine or less tyrosine, you know, it's, uh -huh. it's just whatever proteins came out of those plants. Now, if you want to know the ratio of the proteins, you probably got to go online and see what the ratio of amino acids for those plants awesome. are. Awesome. Um, because again, now we are formulating a post and pre-workout shake. That's more nice, what man. you're talking about, uh -huh. but it's not out yet. That's and awesome. It's, yeah, yeah, that's good. Few Keep months. growing. And uh, the last question I have for you is, uh, what would be the legacy that Dr. German Garcia Fresco would like to live? The what? The legacy you would like to live long after you won't be here. <coughs> Well, one of the one of my goals in life has always been to change the education system. I think the education system is completely wrong. We're learning and teaching the wrong things in school, mm -hmm. um, and we're we're pushing people to be exam passers versus you know life experience. Uh, that would be my my dream. You could say it's like that. The education changes, and it is changing slowly. Online has allowed things to change. There's so many entrepreneurs that don't go to college anymore. I'm not saying you don't have to go to college. Obviously, if you want to be a doctor, you can't just learn online and, and then start treating people. I mean, you could. I'm, don't get me wrong. If you learn everything that any other doctor learns effectively and you know how to do it, you could. But unfortunately, government will not let you mm -hmm. practice medicine without the proper license. And you can't have a proper license without going to the proper schools. With that being said, I still think, even for medical, look, when I went to school, I took classes that I'm like, now I think, I'm like, why the, in the world would they make me take these classes that are so pointless? Like, I took calculus one, two, and three. One, maybe, but three? It's like, who cares about the horse saddle, three-dimensional, you know, and mathematical analysis? I will never use that in my life. Mm -hmm. I don't think 99% of mathematicians that, you know, take calculus three, use calculus three information in their lifetime. So, and that's the problem. I would have rather had other classes, like maybe teach me an entrepreneurial class, you know, or how to run a practice or how to run a business or how to start a supplement company or yeah. whatever. That's more relevant. That's to what I love about uh, all of uh, you that did, like you, Ty Lopez, uh, Alex, that they do the Mentor Box, Ty Lopez programs. It's amazing. I'm in Mentor Box. I just signed up yesterday. It's really amazing. Yeah. Imagine they teach you stuff like that in college. Imagine they teach me, for example, nobody taught me, taught me what emotional intelligence is. Mm -hmm. And emotional intelligence is more important, in my opinion then uh, intelligence IQ. If you have a higher emotional, emotional intelligence, you're more likely to be successful than somebody that just has a high IQ. I'm like, teach about those things. Who cares about calculus three? Right. Who cares about history of, of, of Egypt? You know, yeah. I'm like, I'm not saying it's not important at all. It has, it's important. I still don't know why, how will it benefit me to learn uh, you know, Egyptian history, mm -hmm. no idea. I, it, so far in my life, it hasn't been any benefit to know any of the history of, yes. of, of you know, Europe, let's say. Mm -hmm. Maybe here and there you might pick a nugget, yes. but then teach those nuggets that are applicable 
to life. See, my thing is schools should be 100% applicable to life. That's awesome. Yes, you need math. The people need to know how to count. People know, need to know how to read and all that stuff. But I think that's the biggest mistake we have. And that's the, the you know. And you could say, you know, I wrote my first book. So in at least in Argentina, people say, you know, my grandparents used to tell me, you need to have children, plant a tree, and write a book before you die. Hmm. To say you've done something in life, so I finally accomplished all three. I have two children. I've planted many trees in my life, and I finally wrote my book, so I can die in peace, oh, yeah. right? According to my grandparents. <laughs> so nice. You know, writing a book is a form of a legacy. It's going to stay <clears throat> forever in the in the in the world, right? You're going to translate it into uh, Spanish too. Yes, it's actually being translated right now. Oh, uh, nice. Even though I'm fluent in Spanish, but I, I don't have the time to translate it, so I hired a a professional translator. And awesome. There are, you know, it's a 13-chapter book. Uh, they're on chapter 10, so we're almost done. <laughs> and I'll be releasing that very soon as That's well. That's awesome. So where can we find you before we uh, end this? Sure. So I have a website called drfresco.com, and that's D-O-C... T-O-R-F-R-E-S-C-O.com, like sp doctor spell out. You can find me on Instagram at Dr. Fresco, same thing. Facebook, Dr. Fresco, same thing. Um, and you can email me if you have any questions or need any advice at info at drfresco.com. Thank you so much, Dr. German Fresco or German Garcia Fresco. Thank yes. you for your time. Really, really appreciate it, man. Of course, I will put all the links under uh, this episode for you guys so you can check Dr. German. And thanks again, man. Really appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. And uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed this interview or any other one from the Mind Body podcast, feel free to subscribe to my podcast at iTunes, SoundCloud, and at my YouTube channel. Also, feel free to share or leave a message at the comments below because your opinion is really important to me. Just like I always say, leaders create leaders and we all here to grow together. For more information about fat loss, gaining muscle, and taking your mind to one new level, check my site at www.lidodayan.com. Till then, never, ever forget to smile. See you soon.